for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Well, I want to welcome you to Living Life. Today we're going to be looking at a passage of Scripture that includes the Sadducees. And they are people that don't believe in the resurrection. So that's why that we say they're sad, you see. But nevertheless, they also don't believe in much of the Old Testament. During Jesus' day, the Sadducees only believed in the first five books of the Old Testament, what's known as the Pentateuch. Now, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting is something that, of course, we as Christians hold on to dearly. I know this is very important for my family right now because my dad just passed away. And we are just so thankful that we know that he, being absent from the body, is present with the Lord. And so we rejoice with that. And of course, we long for Christ to come because then we too, who are alive, would be raised up and gather together with all of God's saints. But until Christ comes or until we die, we have this assurance that we can fight the fight of faith. And so we want to be faithful to the Lord. We want to look back in history to see what Christ did in living his life, his teaching, and also his crucifixion. And he was buried, but he was raised from the dead. And because he was raised, we have the assurance that we, his people, will be raised from the dead. Well, we have this great assurance, but the Sadducees didn't. And they want to bring a question to Jesus. So let's have ears to hear now as the scripture is read for us. Matthew chapter 22 verses 23 through 33. That same day the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died, and since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and third brother, right on down to the seventh. Finally, the women died. Now then, at the resurrection, Whose wife will she be of the seven, since all of them were married to her? Jesus replied, You are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard this, 
they were astonished at his teaching. Well, it's hard to imagine that these leaders, these Sadducees, who have the scriptures, but of course they only believed in the first five books of the Bible, but they could not believe in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. I mean, how sad is that? But I mean, I think about my dad, and he just loved the Word of God, not just the first five books of the Bible, but from Genesis to Revelation, every year he would read through the Bible. And then he would get a new translation and read that Bible. My dad was saturated with the Word of God because he was loyal to the Word. He was loyal to the Lord and to my mom and to the family and even to the country because he was a Marine. Well, back to the scripture here, we see that the Sadducees want to bring a scenario to Jesus to try to trap him. And they say in verse 24 of our text, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. And so then they create the scenario that there's seven brothers and each one of the brothers dies but doesn't have a child, but they're still though married to that one woman. And so then in the end, the question is this in verse 28 it says, now then at the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven since all of them were married to her? Now I envision that they kind of use air quotes, you know, when they say at the resurrection because they didn't believe in it. And they're just trying to show the, the, scenario here just proves there's no resurrection of the body or life everlasting. And so Jesus, he's going to present an answer to them. But I just wonder, I ponder if Jesus might have said, well, first of all, I mean, if I was the seventh brother, you know, after having six brothers die being married to this woman, you know, maybe I would have slept with one eye open. Or I made it, maybe would have paid a little more attention to her cooking. But of course, that's not what Jesus said. And we have here in verse 29, Jesus's reply. He says, You are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. Because if God can give us life, he can certainly bring life to one who has died. And so he wants to really show that there is a resurrection, but there's not going to be any marrying or being given in marriage in heaven. But then he says that we will be like the angels. Now, he doesn't say we're going to be angels, but we're going to be like them in things like we are not going to die. We're going to have an immortal body something that is fit for all eternity. There will be no cemeteries in heaven. And then, of course, angels would do God's will completely, cheerfully, and without hesitation. And don't you desire that? I mean, we pray it, right, when we say, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, we long for that kind of obedience in our lives. But when we live on in eternity, like the angels, we are going to rejoice in the Lord. 
We're going to worship him. We're going to praise him together with all of God's people. And the scripture says that we're going to reign with the Lord as well. Well, back to our text, we then see that Jesus really wants to bring home this point about the resurrection. And so he says in verse 31, But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I mean, he's now going to bring this passage from Exodus, one of the five books of the Bible that the Sadducees would look to for authority. And it's actually the scene where God speaks through the burning bush to Moses. And they're giving the charge for Moses to lead his people out of Egypt. But there God says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Now, he didn't say, I was, like I was their God while they were alive, but now they're dead, so I'm not. That's not what God said, because he's the God of the living. And so he says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that's what Jesus is pointing out here in the scriptures, that the very scriptures that the Sadducees look to, to a very important part of that scripture, we see clearly that there is a resurrection. There is life after death. Now, we who have all of scripture, not just the first five books, but also from then Joshua all the way to Revelation, we have God's word declare that there is a resurrection. And that gives us hope because Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Well, let's believe and trust the Lord to God's glory and our joy. So as we close our Living Life devotion today, and we've seen how Jesus has silenced the Sadducees with his wisdom and authority, we're told in the last verse of our text that the people were astonished at his teaching about what Jesus was doing. And it reminded me of how the crowd responded after Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And they just said, wow, he has all this authority. Well, can you imagine the authority that Jesus had with the crowd when on the third day he rose from the dead? I mean, he had taught about the resurrection, had shown how the resurrection was in Scripture, even all the way back to the Pentateuch. But now he rose from the dead. And because he rose, we have the assurance as God's people that we too will rise and we will have a resurrection of the body and life everlasting. This has really brought a lot of great comfort to my family in recent times because of my dad passing away. But we know that he, being absent from the body, is present with the Lord. Let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that we have this blessed hope that, Father, there is indeed a day coming when Christ will return. But until that day, Lord, as we remain here, that we would ask that we would fight the good fight of faith, that, Father, we would 
finish the course and that we would just battle the world, the flesh, and the devil. Because, Father, we want nothing more than to see progress and joy in the faith. Father, we thank you and we praise you for life now and life everlasting. In Christ's name, amen. Sing your song, let your heart go and step in and close up.